So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Hi, I'm Eric Bischoff, WWE Hall of Famer, co-host of 83 Weeks and a part of adfreeshows.com. And I just want to say on behalf of all of us at adfreeshows.com, we're very, very excited to partner up with Sportskita for one of the coolest award shows I've ever heard of. And you have a chance to be a part of it. So go vote, be a part of something special. And uh, thank you very much. So at the Sportskita Wrestling Awards, we are knee deep in the wrestling awards of 2022. We have WWE, we have AEW, we have Impact Wrestling, all taking each other on. So we thought, why not partner with a man who knows more about wrestling wars than just about anyone else? So welcome, uh, Mr. Eric Bishop. How do you do? Thank you very much. I'm doing well. Amazing. So remember, much like Eric Bishop, Arn Anderson, Conrad Thompson, and all our partners from AdFree Shows, we have assembled a team of judges that also includes Rob Van Dam, Bill Apter, Diamond Dallas Page, Booker T, and Vince Russo. You get to hear their picks and most importantly, you get to choose your own winners from uh, the year gone by. And there are exciting prizes to be won, including a meet and greet with Rob Van Dam. So, sir, let's start with the interview. Uh, We want your thoughts on a few topics. Before we begin, uh, I just thought I'll uh, bounce a few topical uh, uh, stories from the wrestling world by you. We just learned a few hours ago that The Undertaker is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. What's your immediate reaction? Well, I think anybody that says they're surprised is kidding themselves. I think we all knew it was going to happen. It was just a question of when. I don't think anybody in this industry outside of, you know, perhaps Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin have had the career um, that Undertaker has had. And and I would throw Ric Flair in that group as well. So it was just a matter of time. And I I think it's a wonderful thing. I I think if, you know, anybody deserves, if that's a fair word to use, to be in the Hall of Fame, certainly Undertaker would be at the top of that list. He's been a a mainstay uh, in WWE for so long and really been at the top of the wrestling industry for so long. And I'm very happy for him and, and very happy for his fans as well. Uh, we saw your emotional reaction when you were inducted into when you got to know about your induction as well. So, how much does that mean to you? Well, I mean, I think it's individual. I think each of us have our own ways of reacting to certain things. I, I have to be honest with you. Uh, I wasn't surprised necessarily. I kind of had a sense that that phone call was coming, but there's a difference between having a sense that something is going to happen and then it actually happening. 
and I, you know, I, I, I got very emotional in large part because um, to be included in the Hall of Fame with some of the biggest names in the history of the industry, and many of whom that I looked up to as a fan uh, and, and, and got to work with as, as a young person in the wrestling industry, to be even included in, in a group like that was, that was, it was emotional for me, but um, it meant a lot to me, but I think each of us have our own ways of reacting to things like that. Uh, the hottest topic right now is that Stone Cold Steve Austin might return to wrestling uh, to wrestle a match against Kevin Owens in Texas. Uh, what is your reaction to that? I would love to see it. Um, I, I think the world of Steve Austin as a professional, as a friend, um, I, I, I texted Steve uh, a couple days ago and said, hey, I don't know if the rumor is true, but if it is, I'll be sitting at ringside. And I'll sneak a beer in. <laughs> so <laughs> I I hope it's true. I, I, it would be wonderful to see it. Amazing, amazing. And uh, my last question before we begin with the awards is your old friend Bill Goldberg is in the world title picture in 2022. <laughs> Did you think that this would be the case 25 years ago? Oh, no, I would have never anticipated anything that's going on today, 25 years ago, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, I'm happy for Bill. Bill is hes just as intense of a personality today as, as he was when I first met him 25 some odd years ago. Uh, hes He demands a lot of himself. He's a bit of a perfectionist. Um, and I, I think the coolest part for me, kind of watching Bill, is knowing how much satisfaction he's getting knowing that his son is able to watch him, watch Bill in that platform or on that platform. I, I, I just know how good that makes Bill feel and I'm, I'm happy for him as a result. Uh, Bill after wanted me, uh, me to, uh, he just told me that you're a big fan of stand-up comedy. Uh, so who are some of your favorite comedians? Well, I, you know, I'm not a, I, 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 I don't have a list of comedians that I enjoy. I, I love watching um, young stand-up comedians, people that really haven't made it to the big time yet. Um, I love going to small comedy shows, um, but I can't say I'm a fan of, you know, Bill Burr, if I had to pick one comedian that I think is, you know, at the top of his game, as far as I'm concerned, it would be Bill Burr, but I, I also enjoy, you know, kind of discovering new comics. Amazing, amazing. Hi, my name is Eric Bischoff. Like, share, comment, and subscribe to Sports Kita Wrestling. Uh, let's go directly into the first category, which is who was, in your opinion, the babyface of the year 2021? The options are we have Big E from WWE. We have Liv Morgan from WWE. We have Xavier Woods from WWE. We have Darby Allen from AEW. And we have Hangman Adam Page from AEW. I'm going to have to go with Darby Allen um, only because two years ago, nobody knew who he was. And now he's got a major following and a strong fan base. And I, I think he's done very, very well for himself. Um, the rest of the people you mentioned have all, you know, 
been at the top or near the top or have had a lot of exposure and had years to build their fan base. Uh, Darby kind of came from out of the woodwork and surprised everybody and, and escalated um, very, very quickly. So I would have to go with Darby Allen. Would you say that the style he wrestles, uh, the cruiserweight style, was something you pioneered? Well, I don't know that I pioneered it. I, that, that wouldn't be fair to say. I, I think I was the first one to showcase, consistently showcase, such a broad variety of cruiserweights, luchadors, whatever you want to call them. Um, because the luchadors were such a big part of the cruiserweight division, I have sometimes a hard time separating the two. But I was the first one to give them a national platform on a consistent basis and make them an integral part of the show, as opposed to just having kind of one-off occasional matches with, you know, cruiserweight type Japanese style wrestlers. So I, look, the, the, the people that participate in the cruiserweight division, the Chris Jericho's, the Eddie Guerrero's, the Dean Malenko's, the Chris Benoit's, you know, every one of the luchadors with Rey Mysterio, you know, right at the very top of that. And, and, and so many more, Super Cala, Juventud Guerrero, so, so many of them. They're the ones that pioneered it. I just took advantage of it. <laughs> Amazing. And we spoke about Bill Goldberg and you brought up Rey Mysterio. Uh, Goldberg, I mean, in all fairness, has always had somewhat of a limited move set. But Mysterio wrestles, I saw him on Nitro in 97 and I see him on Raw in 2022. He wrestles pretty much the same style and you can't tell that he's aged at all. Uh, I mean, what do you have to say about that? I, I think Rey Mysterio is a freak of nature. I, I think he's a one in a million performer that comes along every other generation. Uh, he's an amazing, amazing performer. You know, he started wrestling at such a very young age. What what he does instinctively takes years and years of experience and and trial and error. Uh, Rey Mysterio is just so good. I, I don't think there'll be anybody like Rey Mysterio for a long, long time. Fantastic. So you heard about the baby face of the year. Let's talk about the heel of the year. Would you say the heel of the year was Roman Reigns from WWE? Was it Dr. Britt Baker from AEW? Was it MJF from AEW? You can stop was right it... there. You can stop right there. <laughs> There's no reason to go any further. MJF, hands down, no one else is even close. Do you think he would have been a good fit during Nitro? Oh, yes. Anybody with the gift that MJF has, and yes, he would have been. Um, MJF is, he's the Rey Mysterio of promos. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. So AEW is leading the pack. Would you say, uh, Eric Bischoff, that you're enjoying the AEW product a little more than the WWE product these days? No, I mean, I watch them both um, occasionally. I don't watch them both every week. I, you know, for instance, I dropped in on AEW this week because my wife was out of town and I had control of the television. So, uh, and, and I've also watched Monday Night, you know, Raw and SmackDown um, occasionally. 
I, I don't like one over the other. They're two different. They're two different shows. And to be honest, when I watch wrestling, I don't watch it the same way most people watch it. I'm, I'm watching, or I'm analyzing what I'm seeing from a strategic perspective or a tactical perspective. Um, I'm looking for something new, um, something that somebody's trying that's different in terms of the way wrestling is being presented. Um, I, 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 so I, I watch them, but not the same way most people do. I don't watch them for entertainment. I watch them for research, if that makes sense. It does. It totally does. Let's move on straight to uh, the promo of the year. And once again, we have MJF, we have CM Punk, we have Paul Heyman, we have Britt Baker, and we have Edge. Uh, Paul Heyman is in a class all by himself. Again, no one else is even close. There, there is nobody in my opinion, including MJF, that can cut a promo like Paul Heyman. He will at, at some point. Keep in mind, MJF is still, I have shoes that are older than MJF. Right? <laughs> I still wear jeans that are older than MJF. He's very early in what is, I'm, I'm sure going to be an amazing career. Paul Heyman can paint a picture with words in a way that nobody else can. So I, definitely hands down Paul Heyman. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I, I'm sure, I mean, by now you must have watched, uh, we, we are so used to watching Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman together, but Bro Brock Lesnar has branched off and he's doing his own thing and cutting his own promos. What do you think of that? I think it's fantastic. You know, when Braun, or excuse me, when Brock came back to WWE recently, Somebody asked me what I thought, and, and I was honest, as I always am, which usually comes back to bite me in the ass. Um, but I, my comment was to the effect of, if, if Brock Lesnar is coming back to WWE and we see the same Brock Lesnar that we've been watching for years and years and enjoying for years and years and doing phenomenal things for years and years, but unless Brock comes back with a little bit of a new twist on his personality or his character, to me, it was going to be eh, been there, done that. It wouldn't have been very interesting to me. Now, other people may have obviously felt differently, but to me. And when Brock came back, he's, you know, cutting his own promos, having more fun. You know, when I watch Brock now, it looks to me like he's actually having a blast doing what he's doing. He's enjoying it. He's having fun revealing, you know, a part of his personality that we haven't seen before. So I, I think I, I think it's been a fantastic return, probably better than almost any that I've seen in, in, in that type of category of people who have been around for a long time, been away for a while and come back because Brock has come back fresh. He's like a, he's like a brand new character. He has all of the assets of his previous character, but he's got the added dimension of a sense of humor in a guy that's just out there having a blast. And I, I, I think it's fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic. Let's move on to the final category that we'll be running by you. And Brock Lesnar is a big part of that, which is comeback of the year. Uh, 
was it Brock Lesnar? Was it Becky Lynch who returned at the same event as I mean after giving birth? Was it Christian Cage who was told he will never wrestle again? Was it W. Morrissey or Big Cass who went to Impact after facing his demons and fighting his demons? Or was it CM Punk? I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. I'm, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. I'm a huge fan of Becky Lynch's. Um, she she does everything right. She's, she's one of the more authentic wrestling personalities that I see on screen and, and even in social media. You now, if you follow Becky Lynch in social media, everybody uses social media, including me, right? If we're promoting something, we're using social media to do it. I think Becky Lynch does a better job of using social media to advance her character and, and her story than anybody else in the industry right now. And I just, I just like her. I like her as a character. I don't know her really well as a person. I mean, we, we're friendly, but we've never gone out to dinner and you know, socialized outside of the wrestling arena. Um, but the little bit that I've been in contact with her and gotten to know her professionally, I, I really, really like her. And the fact that she's so authentic sets her above just about anybody else. And, you know, having a baby's kind of a big deal. Right? I mean, I can't imagine it, neither can you, but we all know people who have. And to to go through that physical experience and then get yourself back in shape, which is in and of itself kind of amazing to watch a woman do, especially as quickly as Becky did it. And then to come back as strong as she has, I, I, I definitely give it to Becky. Absolutely. So, uh, the boards of 2022, as per Eric Bischoff, they're tied because we have two votes for AEW and two votes for WWE. So, thank you so much for your time. Now, it's up to the fans to decide who won. Uh, please tell us about 83 weeks and ad free shows. Well, I mean, 83 weeks now, it's, uh, what is it, three or four years old? Four, four years we've been doing it now. Um, which is really funny because I thought, well, we're naming the show 83 weeks. What's going to happen on week 84? We're going to run out of stuff to talk about. But we've been having a blast doing it. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a very um, cathartic experience for me. I love going back and watching, you know, and we go back and we do watch alongs on 83 weeks. And I see, you know, we go back and watch pay-per-views or nitros that I've never seen before. You know, while I was producing them, I was busy producing them, and I never got to sit back and just watch them. So it's really an interesting journey for me each week to kind of go back and talk about, and in some cases, watch along some of the you know important periods in in Nitro and WCW, and it's a, it's it's fun. It you know drops every Monday morning, 6 a.m. here in the U.S. Um, not sure what time that is in India, but you can figure it out. Uh, but I, I really enjoy doing it. I enjoy working with Conrad and, and everybody else on Conrad's team. Perfect. And so before we let you go, I, I mean, this is this has become a tradition with everyone who was a part of WCW at some point. Uh, we spoke about comedians in... Uh, I, I, I mean, we spoke about comedians. To me, the funniest person in the history of wrestling is Scott Steiner. Do you have a Scott Steiner story that nobody knows? 
I really don't, you know? I mean, I, I never spent any personal time with Scott. You know, we didn't hang out, we didn't travel together. Um, everything I did with Scott was all business oriented. So, and I was the boss. So we didn't have that same type of relationship um, that a lot of guys had with Scott. I'm sure there's plenty of funny stories out there, but I enjoyed working with Scott. He was challenging from time to time. Um, that's putting it mildly, but um, <laughs> it, it didn't matter because I still, I enjoyed his work and I, and I, I valued what he brought to the table. Amazing, amazing. So you have heard what Eric Bishop had to say and now it's your time to vote. So thank you so much for your time and we hope to catch you soon. Best of luck with everything you have going on. Thank you very much. It's been great to be with you. I appreciate it. Thank you.